So why are Americans still hanging out in the big muddy middle? The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the Love Times 2 podcast. I do hope that you're enjoying your summer, even though this continues to be a long, confusing, and let's face it, challenging summer on a lot of different fronts. Uh, just hang in there and know that God is in complete control. I know that sounds cliche, but it is 100% true. You can take it to the bank. God's in control. Last week was a milestone of sorts for me. After keynoting the Right to Life dinner in Louisville, Kentucky, I was able to sign some of the first pre-release copies of my new book, Viability 2.0. So that was a milestone. And I'm looking forward to the public release in September and to sharing more about what this book is about in future episodes. But here's a hint, cultural tipping point. That's a really big hint because that's what the book is about. And I'll be talking about that again in more detail, breaking down some of the chapters, giving a 50,000-foot overview on that. So I'm looking forward to doing that as we get into the fall. Um, This is actually a great transition to what we're going to talk about today, and that's a new study by the University of Notre Dame's McGrath Institute for Church Life and how it relates to the race towards a cultural tipping point on abortion. It's called How Americans Understand Abortion. This was just released on July 15th, and in the study, it included 118 women and 99 men. 54% were college-educated, 53% were married, 68% were white, 14% African-American, 10% Hispanic, 2% Asian. Uh, According to the researchers, weekly churchgoers made up 27% of the respondents and 35% attended less than once a year or never. And then the remaining 38%, you know, that was broken down between people who, uh, I guess, said they went to church once or twice a year to people who went nearly every week, but not quite every week. Well, that was 38% of of respondents. The religious breakdown shows that 41% of those who were interviewed were Protestant, 21% were Catholic, 4% were Jewish, 7% had other religious affiliations, and 27% had absolutely no connection to religion whatsoever. Now, this is really key, too. The study included people from six states. Here are the states, California, Colorado, Indiana, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. So the geographical representation is really widespread. I mean, you can't make the argument that, wow, this was a Midwestern study or East Coast, West Coast, Deep South, whatever. They really spread the states out um, as to where they went to get respondents of this. All of the people that they chose were chosen to to represent political and demographic characteristics of the overall U.S. adult population. And more than anything else, the study aimed at getting the thoughts of what it calls everyday Americans, which means that we're likely not talking about either end of the abortion spectrum. We're talking about the huge chunk of America that leans one way or the other, but it isn't all in in either direction. And here are some of the key takeaways that I wanted to share with you today. This is the stuff that really jumped off the page to me. I encourage you to uh, look for this study online and, and do your own analysis of it. But here are, the, here are the things that I wanted to share with you. When it comes to attitudes on abortion, 51% of participants said the procedure should be legal only under certain circumstances. 
Meanwhile, 35% said it should be legal under any circumstance, while just 14% said it should be legal, illegal, I should say, all the time. 14% said it should be illegal all the time. Now, I'm not sure that that's wildly out of whack compared to other research projects that I've seen, although I do think the 35% who say it should be legal under any circumstance, I think that that number is high. So I will question that. But uh, on another category, another area, I guess I should say, on the morality of abortion, 33% of those interviewed said they were morally opposed to abortion, while 38% of respondents were categorized as, quote, it depends. And 29% of participants were not morally opposed to abortion. So you can see from that number that the it depends category is roughly four out of every 10 people, or what the leading researchers in this project called the big muddy middle. Now, the study went beyond the numbers to explain uh, why people felt the way that they did. I guess I should say to understand why people felt the way they did. Uh, the researchers found that people were influenced in their views by these following categories, okay? Take note of these because this is really, uh, I think, important. Um, one is abortion experience. Number two is parenthood. Number three, facts. Number four, religion. And number five, politics. And really notice the subjective nature uh, of many of the categories in there. So let me just go back on those. Abortion experience, parenthood, facts, religion, and politics. Uh, Those are the primary categories in which these respondents uh, tended to base their uh, feelings and their thoughts on the issue of abortion. Now, I think it's very important to note that much of this research relied on interviews with participants, okay? So it wasn't like checkbox categories that you'd find in a survey. You get, you know, something blank page, one questions one through ten, whatever. I mean, this uh, this was an interview process. And so the researchers on this, from my understanding of what I've seen on this project, the researchers were interviewing respondents and then translating uh, what they received from the respondents into this report. Here are some really interesting statements regarding the report from Tricia Bruce, who was one of the leading uh, sociologists who worked on this project. Uh, regarding the participants, she said this, quote, they didn't really sound like activists. They didn't sound like politicians. Each time I sat down, what I saw was not a number. What I saw and heard was a real person sharing their lives and their questions and their struggles. And talking about something like abortion suddenly opens up the space where people People begin to talk through their thoughts. Uh, And she also noted that, quote, ordinary Americans, uh, the way they talk about abortion is not the way activists talk about it. Also, when they talk about abortion, it's not a particularly happy moment. Even for those who see abortion as a public need and think it should be accessible, it's still not talked about as a happy thing, end quote. A section of the report also notes that, quote, the silence surrounding abortion is a partial consequence of the shouting that surrounds it publicly. Interviewees express fear that talking will incite conflict, despite the promise that many articulate not to, quote, judge another, end quote. Uh, The report also said the interviews revealed that, quote, most Americans have not given careful thought to abortion beyond, and this is really uh, key, I think, to capture as well, beyond how labels, politics, and media frame public conversations about it. Okay, just pause right there. Realize what what this report just revealed. Most Americans, most Americans, what they think about the issue of abortion is not anything further than the labels that they apply according to politics and the media and how they frame 
public conversations about it. Okay, think about that. Politics and the media is how most Americans think about abortion. The researchers wrote, Americans can talk about abortion under the right conditions. They are more inclined to enter conversations than debates and would benefit from expanded education in, here it comes, science, law, and moral reasoning. Science, law, and moral reasoning. And then this comment, which is just absolutely huge. None of the people interviewed considered abortion as desirable. This is a direct quote from the study. Americans do not uphold abortion as a happy event or something they want more of. None of the people interviewed in this research project on what they considered everyday Americans, none of them considered abortion as desirable. Now, this is maybe in-depth capsulation as to why a massively funded, massively ingrained abortion mentality has failed to win the cultural tipping point 47 years after Roe versus Wade. It's right here. Americans do not uphold abortion as a happy event or something they want more of. Why is that? I mean, just think about that. Why is that? If we're going to concede that this research project is uh, in the ballpark of being accurate, uh, which I have no reason to, to doubt that, um, I'm just asking the question, why do Americans not uphold abortion as a happy event or something they want more of? One thing's for sure. It's the same thing that's showing up in the abortion industry market research time and time again. Guarantee it. And it's why they are obsessed with trying to erase what it calls stigma. They can't overcome what abortion is. They keep trying, but they can't get there. At least up to this point, they've been unable to get there. And then we see this study that comes out that says Americans do not uphold abortion as a happy event or something they want more of. And think about it. The the folks that are included in that statement by this report that's come out on July 15th, that includes the 35% who said that they were in favor of abortion being legal for any reason. So they said that, and yet, according to this, not one single person in the research considered abortion as desirable. Just going to say it again. Americans do not uphold abortion as a happy event or something they want more of. Why is that? All of this, which is to say, this is one more report that just underscores what we need to understand. The cultural tipping point is still up for grabs. Americans, by and large, still don't like abortion. The muddy middle, as it's called in this report, this big muddy middle is still the muddy middle. And whoever reaches them first persuasively, don't miss that word, whoever reaches them first persuasively through discussion, science, law, and moral reasoning will win the cultural tipping point. Whoever reaches them first persuasively through discussion, science, law, and moral reasoning, will win the cultural tipping point. It's one thing to see it. It's another thing to do it. That's the challenge. That's the challenge in a nutshell. And it must be the priority of the pro-life movement to hit that challenge head-on and to hit it head-on right now. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? I'd like to hear from you. You can send me an email at podcast at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, the number two, dot O-R-G. Um, send me your thoughts. You have questions, you have topics that you'd like addressed on this podcast. would love to hear from you. Uh, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this on Apple Podcast, or you can follow us now on Spotify so that you never miss an episode. Keep safe and healthy out there and never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. 
This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.